Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 with a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us this is contending for the faith with dr jerry buckner and now to introduce dr jerry buckner here's gary bell well good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of contending for the faith with a cutting edge christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church, and we are live. Live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And tonight, we're excited to bring you part three of our series, The God of All Comfort. He is the God who comforts us, not only in some of our troubles, not only in a few of our troubles, but in all of our troubles, especially in these uncertain times. As we enter this brand new year, we need God's comfort. We need to be comforted by God in the face of COVID-19 and its Delta and Omicron variants. We need to be comforted by God, not only in the face of sickness and disease, but also in the midst of social unrest financial difficulties, and the multitude of trials and challenges we encounter on a daily basis. So if you find yourself in need of God's comfort, then I challenge you, stay tuned to hear about this and much, much more, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. Your introduction is so powerful in the Lord that if people would listen to just the introduction, it would help to save the world for Christ. Amen. So we appreciate you letting God use you uh, every uh, program of contending for the faith. Uh, As Brother Gary has said, we are uh, come to part three, uh, talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Uh, the God of all comfort. He's not the God of some comfort, but the God of all comfort. That's a beautiful thing to know that he is a God of all comfort. That should comfort all of our hearts, no matter what you're going through. You know, all of us are going through something. We're going through some trial, some tribulation, some physical ailment, some weakness, some financial crisis, uh, COVID, and many other things. But we can look to God because he is a God of comfort in these troubling times. The God of all comfort, and the word all means God can comfort you in all, not some things, but in all things, no matter what the problem is, no matter what the need is. Just call on him. They used to say in the old black church, the famous saying, Jesus is on the main line. Call him up and tell him what you want. 
Isn't that a good word? Call him up and tell him what you want. And you can tell him whatever is on your heart, whatever you're going through. The dark times, the good times, the ugly times, he's there to meet your needs and to minister and bless you with your need. He's a God that brings help and healing and hope. The three H's there. The God of all comfort. When it comes to uh, fear, he is a God of comfort when it comes to fear. I was talking about this last Saturday, and I want to talk a little bit more about this thing of fear, because fear tactics is something that the enemy uses, and he's been very successful uh, at that, uh, creating fear in our hearts in so many areas. And we are either controlled by two Fs. We're either controlled by number one, faith, or number two, fear. God wants you to be controlled by faith, not fear. Now, listen to this. Uh, the one thing that uh, creates fear in our hearts is biblical illiteracy. Make a note of that. Biblical illiteracy. Biblical illiteracy means you're ignorant of God's word, which tells us to not fear, but to have faith in God and have trust in God, his word, and his promises. That's what God tells us. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 15, uh, teaches uh, that he delivers them through the fear of death. Oh, that's a good word right there. Hebrews 2 and 15, he delivers us from the fear of death. Uh, be on your guard and pray and watch out for the socialist, communist world that wants to control you through fear. And every Marxist world has been successful with this. And America is following in the footsteps of this Marxist, communist, socialist world. It's a sad day by which we're living. An example. Now, Satan is the number one master of the fear game tactic. Satan works through many different people and leaders on the religious level, political level, social level, and all different levels. Satan works through, he worked through Hitler to control the Jews through the fear of death. If they don't do what he tells them, uh, he mentioned to them the fear of death as a Marxist dictator. We see Satan working through Putin today, now trying to put fear into people through his military. We see Satan works through cults with fear. If you don't if you leave our organization, you will be excommunicated and you will be left out there in the world to die. And our government today is saying, if you don't do what we tell you with the mandate, you will die too. So they try to strike fear in the hearts of many people, even church folks are going along with this fear tactic thing. Remember, Satan told God regarding Job, when he came at Job, in the book of Job, he realized that the number one thing that he could do to 
seduce Job, was to strike him physically, to strike fear in him physically. And he says, skin for skin, talking to God about that. But what would a man do for his life in regard to skin for skin, meaning the ending of his physical life? Job will curse you to your face. But Job's attitude was trusting God over fear. And he said, yea, though he slain me, yet will I trust in him. That should be our attitude. All the fear mandate tactics is a preconditioning before the Antichrist the man of sin, the beast mentioned in Revelation chapter 13, where he's going to go forth under a mandate and say, you will not be able to buy nor sell unless you take the mark of the beast, which is the number of a man, which is the number 666. Don't you see that this is a conditioning happening? And you got to be careful. You got to be careful because Jesus said uh, in the end that few will endure to the end. You better watch out. The early church never gave in to the governmental mandates. Uh, In their day, they didn't fear death, but they feared God more than death. What about you? They, in the face of death, They did a number of things. They praised God, and they sung songs in the face of death because they knew that that would bring them to the presence of God immediately in the news, in the news. Now, listen to this. This is a sad story, but true story. In the news recently, A mother put her kid in the trunk of her car because he had COVID. And when she drove around to get her test, the people testing her discovered that, where is your kid? And she said, in the trunk. (laughs) Can you imagine that? What an abusive person. What a negligent person. What a person that is just controlled by fear, even the fear of our own son. And they had arrested that woman. You can look that up. You need to make decisions. You need to make godly decisions, godly choices today to have faith in God over fear. We're either controlled by God or man. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 39, regarding the extreme discipleship, Whosoever will save his life for my sake shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life for my sake will find it. Wow, that's a powerful word right there. And Jesus also said, fear not man, but God. That's what Jesus is telling us to do. The writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 2 and 15, he has delivered us from the fear of death. And yet, Even the writer of Psalms, David, says in Psalms 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because he comforts me. See, he's a God of comfort. The Apostle Paul said uh, to young Timothy, 
because he was a fearful young man. He feared the government. He feared the surrounding attacks and persecution. In 2 Timothy 1 and 7, the Apostle Paul told young Timothy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. I always say the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing to be real. Now, God has given you and me not the spirit of fear, but power, power over fear, love over fear, and a sound mind. So we will not allow this to come in our minds. Now, I close on this note. The thing that's going to keep fear from dominating your life and mine daily, we got to put on that full armor of God. One of the pieces of the armor is the shield of faith. You ever thought about that? To ward off all the fiery darts of the wicked, he throws all these darts to try to get you to be fearful, to give in to the devil, the flesh, and the world, those three enemies. We pray for you tonight, and we pray, God, right now, God, for those who are fearing, we pray that you will remove that fear, that domination of fear out of their hearts. Help them to repent of that and help them right now to receive faith in God, trust in God, and help them to put on the whole arm of God as they repent of these things, to put on the whole arm of God so that they can have all the pieces and the shield of faith to ward off all the fiery darts of the wicked one. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. And we just want to take this opportunity to thank all of you who have been consistent prayer warriors on behalf of this ministry. Uh, we know your prayers are making the difference. We're still on the air. And we also want to thank those of you who have been consistently giving to this ministry. This is a listener-supported ministry, and it requires all of us to, to pitch in and to help make this, this situation go forward. It costs us 400 a, a week to remain on the air, and we're happy to report that we're just in the black and we're caught up, but we want to stay caught up. And so we want to encourage you to continue to pray and encourage you to continue to give to Contending for the Faith. We don't want you to tune in one Saturday and all of a sudden discover we're no longer on the air because of lack of giving. Uh, so we want to encourage you. This is important that we are consistent in both of these areas so that we can continue to do the work that God has called us to do. There's two ways that you can donate. Uh, one, address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, 
Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. And we also want to remind you that we have all of our episodes are in podcast form. So if you miss any of our series or a specific night you, for some reason, couldn't tune in, you can always go back and listen to the podcast. You just go to kfax.com and go to the top of the banner page and look up Contending for the Faith and you'll see the link to the podcast and you'll find all kinds of uh, great information there, all of our programming, and it's great. It's a great resource if you're trying to do a Bible study, if you're trying to do a Sunday stu- school teaching. The information is there for for the choosing, and you'll be a blessing for your church community or home Bible study, or just for yourself. And uh, we just encourage you, you know, tell your pastor, tell others about the broadcast and about the podcast as well, so that they can get in. And call in as well and be part of the Contending with the Faith family. All right. So one other announcement I want to make you aware of that coming up Sunday, February 13th, Dr. Buckner will be speaking at the Paradise Baptist Church. Uh, It's located at 9670 Empire Road in Oakland, California. That's the Paradise Baptist Church, 9670 Empire Road, Oakland, California. He'll be speaking Sunday morning at both services, February 13th at the 8th and the 11 a.m. service. Then that following Tuesday and Wednesday, February 15th and 16th, he'll be doing a a special lecture on who are the Black Hebrews. And that's going to be Wednesday, February 15th. A Tuesday and Wednesday, February 15th and 16th from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. So you won't want to miss that if you're in the Oakland vicinity or even if you're not and you're hearing our voice and you can drive in, I'd encourage you to do so. Take advantage of this opportunity to meet Dr. Buckner, uh, to listen and uh, gain the wisdom that he's gained. Um, He's going to be doing a fantastic job of teaching on these subjects, so you won't want to miss it. So once again, Sunday, February 13th, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, February 15th and 16th, Paradise Baptist Church, 9670 Empire Road, Oakland, California. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to mix, get into these calls tonight? Yes, Brother Gary, and I just want to say a few more things on that. Yeah, it's going to be a blessed time, and uh, the pastor used to be uh, one of my students. I, I forgot all about that. That was back in the 70s. And so he's heard so much about me and want me to preach both services, 8 and 11, the 8 o'clock service and a 11 o'clock service on the 13th. And then uh, want me to do that uh, big lecture on the Black Hebrew Israelites. And like you said, you don't want to miss it. And we want to thank everybody out there for your faithful giving uh, we do need people to step up consistently. Uh, we always get blessed when we go to uh, the post office and we see uh, not only, uh, you know, financial support for a for the faith, but we also get blessed by your encouraging letters. So 
we miss those things and we have been going through a lot of transitions with so much with people, health and issues, but we want to get everybody back to that and encourage around that because we get encouraged ourselves when we get letters from you and uh, our financial support for the program as well. This is a one of a kind program and you don't want to see it go off the air. So you got to be reminded constantly that as brother Gary said, 400 a week, we got to pay and we want to step out on faith and uh, see that God uses somebody out there to say, you know what? I've been blessed financially and we're going to see you on the air every day, Dr. Buckner and the Lord, because we know that you'll be a blessing to so many people. So we never know what God will do. All right, Brother Gary, let's get to our callers. All right. Uh, did you want to take Alfred's uh, question off the air? He's, his question was, what is the difference between the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost? Well, that's a good question, uh, Alfred. And uh, when you, it's a matter of semantics, uh, when people... Uh, in churches generally use the word Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost, they're saying the same thing. Uh, That's what they're saying. But um, I always use the word Holy Spirit because that's what it is in the Greek. In the original Greek, it's uh, Holy Spirit. And someone may say, well, how did you get the word Holy Ghost? Well, When the King James Version was translated in 1611, uh, the writers lived during a time when people talked about ghosts and they were, and when they talked about spirits, they related it, the terminology that was used was ghosts. And so that got uh, put in the translation, not that they were doing anything evil and wrong, uh, that was in the old King James but when you look at the modern day translate uh, translations and you get closer to the original greek you find the word holy ghost is there nowhere to be found so it's it's better to stick with the greek and say holy spirit but some people are bound to stick with holy ghost i don't try to make a big uh to do over it I just try to educate people and let them know what uh, the real uh, word is. Uh, But if they want to insist upon Holy Ghost, when, okay, go ahead and insist on it. But all I can do is teach you the the right way, and hopefully the Holy Spirit will take you that way. So hopefully that uh, helped uh, answer uh, your question, Alfred. All right. So now let's go to Craig, who's online too. Hey, Brother Craig, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine, Dr. Buckner. Um, that was an interesting um, educational and inspirational opening to tonight's show. And um, my question is, is how did you get interested into uh, studying the cults, and um, what kind of education and training did you go through um, studying that? You know, if it was like in seminary or... You studied under under someone, and also, second part of that question is, what are the most dangerous type of cults these days, or cult like activities that you see? That that is my questions for tonight, please. 
Okay, Craig, those are some very good questions and thank you for the encouraging words as well on the, the uh, introduction and uh, the message and as well as your questions. Well, the first time that I got interested in uh, the field of cults is uh, back in the 70s when um, my wife's aunt was involved with the Jehovah's Witnesses. And when I was in Bible college, I had got interested in learning about it under Dr. Walter Martin, and he became my mentor, um, you know, and he was, he's the, was considered the leading expert in the field of comparative religion and apologetics and cults. So I took some classes under him uh, various times and then uh, Anaheim at Melvinland, we used to have Melvinland. So that's when I got interested in it. And then my wife's aunt was involved with the Joe Witnesses. And how she got involved was that she uh, had went through the death of her husband and she was so distraught and down that uh, the Joe Witnesses came to her house and ministered to her. Uh, and she opened up the door to let them in and she started going to the Kingdom Hall. Well, the thing that uh, made convicted me was that something need to be done about this, you know. So I ministered to her, uh, told her about the the Jehovah's as a cult, and she got convicted. I gave her the Kingdom of the Cults book. She's passed on now and gone on to be with the Lord. But she came out of that, and that really encouraged me that you know this is the first uh, convert that the Lord used in my life to bring someone to to Christ. So that's. I got interested and got educated under uh, Walter Martin that wrote the King of the Cults, started the Bible Answer Man, and I started, uh, the Lord like put the mantle that was on him a lot on me. Uh, I didn't ask for it, but just came where he was the Bible Answer Man and answered questions, and the Lord brought me to that area, and then he was went to Bible school, the seminary, and I did as well, and so uh, I learned from him and other great minds. Uh, he was the greatest one. And then uh, I was influenced, too, by Norman Geisler. And he wrote a book on uh, introduction to apologetics. So, uh, th so those were the two people that had impact upon me and many others, I would uh, say, <clears throat> you know, Colin Akerich, Professor Colin Akerich. And then uh, I would say that the cults that uh, you have to be concerned about the most, I would say, is the, the, the largest growing cult is, the fastest growing cult is the New Age movement that's outside the church, the New Age movement. The fastest growing cult that we got to be concerned about is the word faith teachers in the church today. And so, um, but I would say on a local level, the ones that we got to be concerned about is people like Jehovah's Witnesses, because they're out in the community going door to door, the Mormons, and uh, we got to be concerned about the Muslims as well, because they're growing tremendously. And so those are some areas, and I uh, go to churches, uh, and I do workshops, seminars. I did a church uh, teaching at an uh, Asian Christian church uh, several months back, 
and did an introduction to the cults. And uh, I want to throw that out to people that I will come in and do an introduction to the cults. And I'm also a pro seminary professor. So uh, I do a lot of things in that area. But hopefully that has helped uh, to give you a little uh, insight into my background. And I would um, encourage you to get the book, The Kingdom of the Cults. Do you have that book? I don't. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you, or what about outside the church? Or have you ever gotten any interest in, like, you know, like Jim Jim Jones or any other things? You know, like the guy in the Japanese subway that was a cult leader that that tried to release gas. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? These other really crazy cults out there. Do you are you much into that? Um, well, that well, kind of thing. well, getting to Jim Jones. Uh, back in the 70s, I was the only, pretty much the only main preacher that warned the people about Jim Jones, even pastors, they didn't want to listen. And later mm -hmm. on, the tragedy happened. Most of the people in there that died were black. So, oh, yeah, I'm I'm out there, not only on the radio, but I'm out there uh, ministering to people and warning them. So anyway, uh, look like we got to go to a commercial break in a little bit, but you have some good yeah. questions. Thank you for your questions and call again with some more good questions. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Dr. Buckner. Appreciate it. You got it. God bless you, brother. But Garrett. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. And once again, we want to thank all of you who have been praying for us these many, many years. We can't thank you enough for your prayers, as well as your financial support. Uh, this is a listener-supported ministry, and we do need your consistent prayer and financial giving to keep this ministry on the air. It costs us 400 a week to do what we do, and that's nothing to sneeze at. And uh, it's because of your generous giving that we are still on the air and continue to do what God has called us to do. But we need you to be consistent. We need you to step up to the plate and just keep hitting those home runs so that we can keep hitting home runs for Jesus right on the air. There's two ways that you can give. Uh, one, address a check or a money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button, and it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. And once again, we just want to make you aware that Dr. Buckner will be speaking at the Paradise Baptist Church Sunday morning, February 13th, at both the 8 and 11 a.m. services. That's Paradise Baptist Church, 9670 Empire Road in Oakland, California. 
He's also going to be speaking the following Tuesday and Wednesday at that church on the 15th and 16th of February from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. on who are the Black Hebrews or the Black Hebrew Israelites. So you won't want to miss that dynamic presentation. <clears throat> Again, that's sun, Sunday, February 13th at both services, 8 and 11, and Tuesday and Wednesday, February 15th and 16th from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the Paradise Baptist Church, 9670 Empire Road, Oakland, California. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to get back to these callers? Let's do that, Brother Gary. Let's okay, we got uh, Sophia. Sophia, oh, how are you doing? How are I'm you? I'm doing very well. So good to talk to all of you. Now, it was a wonderful opening. I, I'll speak fast because I know sometimes I'm long-winded, but I'll be very fast. I have a tenants meeting every month. So one of the women, now she lives with a gentleman. There's a lot of marijuana. That's not for me to say although I think it smells like garbage or vomit. That's not my opinion. I mean, that's my opinion. But so she said to me at the last meeting, oh, I see you're a Christian. I said, yes. She says, oh, so am I. And I, I, I wasn't being nasty, but I said, oh, I see a ring on your finger. Are you engaged to her live-in boyfriend? She says, no, no, it's just a, a, a normal ring. So she said, oh, you're probably thinking. But anyway, to make a long story short, she said, I'm a, maybe I got that wrong, a Gnostic Gnosticism, which means I can do anything with my body as long as I have my heart is for Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I can live with my boyfriend. Is there a term called Gnosticism? Well, th there uh, there are two terms. So so when you're talking about uh, an atheist, it's a person that doesn't believe in God. A Gnostic is uh, a person who says you can't prove. Uh, the existence of God, nor disprove it. So that's what a Gnostic uh, uh, would be. But Gnosticism, now that's, that's Gnosticism. A, that's right. Gnosticism is that the term that she was yes, talking that's about? That's what she said. Okay. Not so, agnostic, but, Gnosticism. Yeah, because Gnosticism is spelled G N O S T I C I S M, Gnosticism, or Gnos uh, Gnostic. So basically, People who are into that is what the early church dealt with, uh, and they rebuked it, and they also excommunicated it out of the church. So let me kind of give you a little historical information on that quickly. So the early church was bombarded and attacked by two cults. The first cult was known as Judaizers. They were the law keepers. They taught that you need to believe in the law in order to be saved. The second group was known as the Gnostics. The Greek word for Gnostic or it's Gnosis or knowledge. They believed they were in the church uh, saying that they had a more superior knowledge than the Holy Spirit working through the Apostle Paul and others. And so now the background of a book is like the skeleton to the body. If you take the skeleton out of the body, then the body becomes a quivering heap of jelly-like substance good for nothing. So when you look at the background of John writing uh, to the church, he said, in the beginning, John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. 
And then he says, and the word was made flesh. Now, what does he mean when he say the word was made flesh? He was writing against the Gnostics who were saying that Jesus did not come in physical form because the Gnostics believe in uh, illusion and they believe that physical matter is evil and that physical matter really doesn't exist. And every time I talk to a Gnostic and they say that to me, I say, well, demonstrate to me if that's true, uh, let's go to the freeway and you go out on the freeway and stand in front of the biggest diesel, I'll videotape it, and you say to that diesel coming your way, you're just an illusion. You will be disillusioned because you will no longer exist on the planet. So, uh, John, they wrote against the Gnostics, and even John and his epistles, he said, anyone who denies that Jesus come in the flesh is the Antichrist. So what happened was, the early church excommunicated Gnosticism out of the church, and then it gave birth again in 1875. I'm saying all of this from my mind because I've studied all of this uh, and being a cult expert. In 1875, Mary Becker Eddy, the founder of the Christian Scientist, with one sweep of the pen, brought Gnosticism back into existence, and that's what uh, it, it happened. So when you talk about Christian scientists today, you're talking about Gnosticism, and Gnosticism uh, can range from the New Age movement to a lot of religious groups of people who are into spirituality. So the thing that you have to do is simply say that the Bible uh, acknowledges, you know, uh, physical matter, Jesus came in physical form. If you deny that, I would come at him. Do you believe that Jesus came in physical form? No, I don't believe it. Well, anybody that denies that Jesus came in the flesh, John says it's the Antichrist. So you can say you're a Christian or you're a believer in God, not according to God. So those are some look like some helpful things. And I would recommend to get the book, The Kingdom of the Cults book, because Walter Martin, my mentor, has a, a section dealing with Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormon, Christian scientists, and he took it through the courts to get it proved, and he has a section on the Christian scientists, and he has a lot of good responses in there, like I broke down, that'll be helpful to you, that sort of thing. So hopefully that kind of gives you like a little working knowledge of uh, Gnosticism. Well, fabulous. Thank you so much, because I had never heard the term, and and I like to answer. That's why I love listening to Contending for the Faith, because my knowledge gets so increased every single week. And now I can answer, because when you stand there and you don't have an answer, then you feel you're not being a good steward of God. And so that's why I listen to you, so I can, I can be a good steward of Jesus and answer them. So thank you so much. Well, you know what? Before you go, we uh -huh. are faithful. We are faithful to First um, Peter 3 and 15. First okay. Peter 3 and 15 is a command. It's not an option. Mm -hmm. It's a command. And it says in First Peter 3 and 15, mm -hmm. but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks of you a reasonable hope that's in you with meekness and fear. That's an apologetic scripture. Apologetic comes from the Greek word apologia, which means give reasons and answers for a defense of your faith. So 
Contending for the faith is an apologetic word taken from Jude 3. The Jude, the half-brother of Jesus said, contend for the faith. So that's what we are into, contending uh, for the faith and giving answers and reasons. And we base it upon 1 Peter 3 and 15. Be ready always to get an answer. So when you listen to this program, you're absolutely right. You're going to get some good answers to communicate to a lost world out there. So thank you for saying that. And thank you for your good question and God bless you. Can I just add one, two seconds, a half a second? Sure. Uh, really a half a second. I just want to say, I never heard a better description of why I listen to this program and why it's my heart, my life. I wait every Saturday. You just put it in a nutshell. God bless you both. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 All right, doctor, we had, uh, Sally had a question that she's going to take off the air. And that question is, can you review the acronym for fear? Yes, the acronym for fear is the F stands for false, you know, and E, evidence, A, appearing, R, to be real. So uh, the reason why I lay that out, because there, uh, when we talk about fear, it's a false thing that Satan is using. It's a false thing that the enemy is using to neutralize us and sterilize us. And E, there is no evidence for it, uh, the lies of the enemy. And, uh, and A, it's, it appears uh, to be our real, but it's false. You go back to the F that is false, even though it's appearing to be real, it's false because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. So it's a good acronym. It has been a blessing to so many people and uh, keep using it to get the word out to people. Amen. All right. I think we have time for CC. He's been holding. Brother CC, how you doing? Hi, how you guys doing? Uh, we are blessed. We trust that you got blessed by the word tonight. Always. Yeah, I did. Yeah. What did, what did you get out of it that stood out for you? When you said that comfort for all, meaning that he could comfort in all things, because I know sometimes people may think it, it could be limited, you know what I'm saying? But you said that word all means that he, he comforts us basically whatever whatever the situation is, and that, that really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, that's a, a good word right there from uh, the Lord uh, speaking through you as well. Uh, so uh, what's on your heart tonight? I wanted to ask you something, you know what I'm saying? Um, I try to be specific as I can because it's kind of, you know, um, I know in the, in the earlier days there was a discrepancy between Paul preaching and Jesus preaching. And what I mean by that is um, some people said that Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom of God, and then some people said that Paul preached the gospel of grace, and they said they tried to say it was two different gospels, and I wanted to know what your input was in on that. Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, no, th- there's no contradiction uh, in, in, in both of their uh, teaching and preaching, because Jesus preached on the kingdom of God. And if you do a word study uh, on the Apostle Paul, and you do a word study on a lot of his teaching, you know, he also 
talked about uh, God's grace, uh, you know, throughout his ministry. He talks about God's grace. And then if you look at Second um, Thessalonians uh, chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, which is the manifest token of the righteousness judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. So Paul, throughout his ministry, uh, taught on the kingdom of God. All it takes is for somebody to do a word study. And uh, Paul uh, had the spirit of Christ upon his life. And there was never any contradiction into what he was preaching and teaching to what Christ called him to do, because he was an apostle. And an apostle is one that was chosen by the will of God to do the will of God. So uh, what I would challenge you to do is to uh, do a word study on those words you use, which is grace and kingdom, and then with Paul, uh, kingdom. The reason why Jesus uh, emphasized so much upon the kingdom of God is because he came as a king, um, and he wanted us to live under the loyalty rulership of him as a king. As a king, excuse me, and um, so he wanted to get that message across to all of us because the number one thing that G- Jesus preached on most of it than anything else was the kingdom of God. So, but Paul talked about the same thing throughout different letters. Like I pointed out one, you got that consistency too. Uh, Most people that try to use that argument, uh, they're just ignorant of the word of God. They're not uh, knowledgeable. Uh, They haven't done a lot of homework themselves and study. So uh, I would say to them, when they say something like that, prove to me. Show me where that's true, where that what what you're stating is true, and they won't be able to do it because it's so illogical and uh, not consistent with what Paul and and Jesus taught. So hopefully that helps to answer your question. And uh, do you have any prayer requests before we close? Yeah, you just pray for me, my mother Rosalinda, and my family, and then lift up Regina Hall, because I know her son just committed suicide, and he was only 26 years old, so I know she's going through it right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, Lord, we just thank you for Brother CC. We pray you continue to be with his family, his mom, Rosalinda. We pray, Lord, as well for his life, oh God, that you would just continue to pour wisdom into his life and also give him opportunities to share your word, give him opportunities to bear witness give him opportunities to fellowship as well with other believers and help him to grow in wisdom, knowledge, and faith. We pray for uh, Regina, this time of uh, great trial of the loss, that you would just comfort, be that God of all comfort to her as well. And Lord, we just thank you and praise you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, CC, for your good question. Appreciate it. Thank you. God bless All you. right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank uh, you, our listening audience. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and uh, we just, it's important for us to hear from you. As Dr. Buckner mentioned earlier, your letters and cards 
or any encouragement to us. So drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. So please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.